SummerSlam 2020, you'll never see it coming. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Two-man booth tonight. Raj, the first question, did you see it coming? Uh, most of it I did. <laughs> I, I predicted every match on Twitter, and I got all my predictions right. But uh, Roman Reigns, that was, a, that was a good surprise there at the end. And uh, Roman coming in, he looked great. Um, and, you know, he's... Uh, He's he's a difference maker a, a little bit, so uh, any any little bit helps right now. So I, I think the Thunderdome uh, uh, was a lot better tonight than on SmackDown as far as the sound and, and, and the crowd noise and everything. I thought they utilized it better, and I thought this it was a good pay per view. And, and actually, this was probably my favorite pay per view of this uh, COVID wow. era. Favorite WWE pay per view of this uh, COVID era. Wow, um, I have to say the genius is a WWE shop. Same. Uh... Bright Minds that spoiled Karrion Cross's win, putting up a lot of new Roman merchandise in advance of tonight, kind of tipped their hand. Ah, I didn't, I didn't even Just notice that. Just a tad. That. Uh, so the question is, Roman, Retribution, both start with the letter R. Both end with the letter N. Think about everything that falls in between. Uh, tomorrow night, I predict... People will speculate he is behind Retribution, but then they will attack. We will find out who the real leader is. And Roman, the big dog, will guard his yard and scare off Retribution, if not tomorrow, Friday on SmackDown. I can see it. I mean, it's it's a story. I, I, I didn't see any similarities with Roman and, and Retribution. You know, there were no lights flickering or anything like that. If they did a little tease like that, I could see it more. But, um, but yeah, he, he came back and uh, it was kind of heelish there. So he, he was wearing black retribution wears black. Yeah. So does so do nine inch nails fans right. wear black. Yeah. So my background is black. Yeah. Where did the similarity stop? Rosh? I'm it's not wearing there. black today for a change. See, well, yeah. see, then you're on the side of light. Uh, so no, this was a good surprise. It was a good ending. We were talking about this before the show. Do they hot shot him into it with Bray? Maybe a payback. Is he going to get the title? Um, it was good seeing Roman tonight. I just think, uh, man, they've got to really, they got to have something hot for him now that he's back. Uh, he has been missed. I've missed seeing him on TV each week, but it's all in the booking. All yeah. in the booking. Uh, Armando Gomez, 499 Super Chat. The Fiend didn't see him coming because he was blinded by Roman's teeth. People were saying that online. Is he had some dental work done? He was wearing a new mouth guard tonight. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. He looked look good. Eric Wimpy saying, yes, Roman took that Hobbs and Shaw money and went to Dr. Baker DMD. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, Bryce Russo, 299. Hi from Boston. Always love your content. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Bryce, for your support. And uh, yeah, tonight, this was a solid pay-per-view. Let's talk about the good stuff first. Thunderdome. Thunderdome yeah. much improved tonight over what we saw on Friday. And it is the, it, it is the closest feel to the old... Uh, pre-pandemic shows uh, that they've had, so, um, so yeah, they're they're working out the kinks, and and I think it's just a much improved atmosphere from uh, before the pandemic. Now the sound still sounded piped in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they they still need to they need to tweak that that sound. So I saw some people online saying that they were being uh, coached a little bit, and for including a. Kristen Ashley, a uh, wrestling Inc. sometimes contributor, mm -hmm. uh, she was saying that they were told uh, to act really lively when the show started. Mm -hmm. uh, before the Three Profits match, if you've got the red cups, bring them out. I think that 
a little coaching, conducting, and orchestrating greatly benefited tonight. That feel, that energy, the fans given something. And it's, I mean, it's what they do at the arenas too. You know, when the show's about to start, they tell the crowd like really. Uh, get energetic, get off your seats, be loud, you know, for the start of the show. So it's it's not that much different. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, at live shows, I've never had that. I no, think live most, Raws and stuff. Oh, live. Well, I've been to live Raws and Spectre. I've never had them, like, give us a pep talk ahead of time. Oh, well, they usually have, like, uh, the ring announcers, you know, they'll be like, we're about to, you know, we're about to go yeah, live, yeah, yeah. guys. Get your, you know, get lively. Oh, you know when I've seen it? The, we're about to show you on, on the USA Network. Right. It's the 10 minutes before. Right. Makes some noise. Now, I tell you, the most dismayed I've ever been when I was at Raw at Oakland, they were handing out signs. Oh, really? Yeah, like first Raw ever. Like Sasha Banks is the boss. Wow. That, that's when kayfabe was ruined. Ruined yeah. for me. Uh, uh, but no, I think uh, it was good tonight that they uh, hyped it up a bit. Uh, Elizabeth Fox, 499 Super Chat. I just got surprised the day before my 21st birthday. Holy heck, I did not see that coming at all. Well, first, happy birthday to you, Elizabeth. Happy birthday. And yeah, I think a lot of people, Roman Roman really matters to uh, a lot of fans. I think we can't discount him being a fan favorite and the, his absence having an impact on ratings. I think if Daniel Bryan were back, I think that would make a difference. I think there are enough people that have been missing that it's moved the needle and there have definitely been some noticeable and measurable dips. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lopez with the Super Chat saying, got to think it's a three-way at payback. Braun and Bray will both want payback. That's that's kind of what it looked like there, was that they were setting up a, they were setting up a, a three-way. Uh, Liam Moore saying, great show as always. Love from the UK. Thank you. And uh, fun times with games. Fourth time Sasha lost the title within three weeks of winning it. It's got to be a rib at this point. It's... it's uh, I'd like to see her have a real run at the title. I think she deserves it. She has that star quality, and uh, they just keep... She hasn't had a, sex, a successful singles title defense yet. Uh, Rollins was sadistic AF. Did you notice uh, the Bailey smirk? I like the, ba- the backslide. It was tactical and smart. Heart Diesel ended in a roll, so mm. did Sting and Flair. I, I like that ending, too, and, and, and we'll get into it. Yeah, there was a lot to like tonight, but I think the Thunderdome really helped. Um, I think that there was some good story movement... That being said, there were some uh, things that were a fallback uh, or a drawback in, in my mind. Um, I, I think that uh, some of the matches went on too long. I think it's weird that Alexa Bliss was such a part of the Braun Bray build, not so much as a cameo tonight from her during that match. Uh, but let's get into it and go match by match and talk about it. Starting off on the pre-show, Raj, when did the United States title become the pre-show title? It's, it's starting to become a tradition now, isn't it? More than, the cruiserweight title is not even I, maybe NXT that used to be the pre-show king, uh, but the U.S. title tonight Apollo Cruz defending against MVP. Uh, of course, he won with the sit-down power bomb. This was a pretty back and forth match just to get the crowd going. But man, does this just speak to sort of how stale this this feud has become between the Hurt Business and Apollo? I feel like it's hurting these guys to have them in so many segments together. And so many matches together. I mean, this tonight felt like an afterthought. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt like this was always designed to eventually end with Lashley beating Apollo for the title. Maybe we'll have that at payback. Because MVP getting a title shot from a storyline perspective made no sense. Uh, he was just beaten clean by Apollo. Yes, the lights flickered a little during the match. But that, you know, he lost clean. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to go with Lashley and, and Apollo. And I think... Uh, Lashley takes it there. And I think Apollo, he, he's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot more comfortable on the mic. He, he just still, 
he, but he still needs some work as as far as uh, his character. Um, yeah, I think there's got to be something to uh, to make this a little more interesting, bring a little more heat to it. I feel like the hurt business succeeds as heels. It's like what's just not clicking with it, and it's maybe. Um, I don't know, maybe even putting Apollo with like Ricochet and Cedric. I mean, maybe that's hurting him. He just, I think, needs to be in a good one-on-one feud, build up his character more. I think even him and Lashley solo might work better because right now it's just he's being overshadowed. MVP's personality is is carrying the Hurt Business. I think it's overshadowing and damaging Apollo. Yeah. Uh, another, I'm sorry? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, um... I, 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 the part of the reason I feel like the Hurt Business hasn't really taken off as much as they should have is because they beat them half the time. So, like, you know, the, the the night they first all teamed together, they were beaten. So it's hard to gain momentum that way. And remember when they said the Hurt Business is now going to run the Raw underground, and then they wrestled and never showed up on Raw underground again? Right. So far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Tom, 399 Super Chat, saying, with fans 10 out of 10 without 7 out of 10. Uh, I think uh, fans in attendance definitely would have helped tonight. Um, Dustin Eck, $5 Super Chat, saying, Kevin Dunn editing in the booze and cheers were hella noticeable. A crowd can't sound like that virtually, LMAO. Um, I mean, you're limited to what you can do. It's that or no noise at all, and I think it, it it's much better with noise. I'm telling you, just... Get fans to send in and say, send in your reactions. I want to see you excited. Take, you know, send in a video of you cheering your favorite WWE superstar. Compile these into a database. They can hire a programmer and just put canned reactions up on screen. The live feed doesn't add anything because they're not reacting in real time and we can't hear them. I, th- I wonder if it was more real time tonight. Like it looked like uh, there wasn't that lag like you had on SmackDown. And... Um... And yeah, and you know, I know some people saying have the fans being able to pick up their audio uh, live, but being able to con- you know conglomerate all that and, and you don't know how how their sound quality is and it's it's tough. So I think the the piped in crowd noise is about all they can do right now. And you'll hear the hot mic. Here's a preview. You hear the mom? Just leave me alone. I'm on the live stream for WWE. I have to do this. I'll take out the garbage later. All right. <laughs> yeah. Lots of that. Lots of like children screaming in the background. Dogs barking. Uh, yeah, it just that no, that'll be a cluster. Uh, Andrew Tom saying Taker coming out at the end of this, setting up his retirement match at Survivor Series. I would have marked out. I don't think they're think even thinking about Survivor Series right now, given yeah. uh, they've got so much to navigate between now and then. Undertaker said he was done, so uh, we'll see if he sticks with it. Uh, Ahmed is asking about Dynamite's ratings. That those should be out on Monday. They're not ah. out yet. Uh, DJ Carter, 499, Beyond a SummerSlam was better than TakeOver 30. Hmm. I, I thought so. Yeah, TakeOver had some problems, too. I think, uh, if that Keith Lee carrying cross match had been half as long, it would have, uh, benefited the show greatly. Yeah, I mean, I, again, the NXT atmosphere, just that dark, dreary, garage-looking atmosphere. <laughs> and now when you've got this, um... It just looks so much better than the NXT um, setup. So, I mean, just from that that point of view, you know, that that perspective alone, I, I like this paper. This pay per view just looked a lot better. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought the opening of NXT Takeover Thirty was great with the flames, with everything they had going on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, tonight was tonight was really solid. There's just uh, some stuff that I didn't like. Let's talk. Uh, last thing about the pre-show: Renee Young leaving the company. We knew this, but. Uh, 
they let her on the air tonight and let her say goodbye. I think both Moxley and Renee have probably had like the best, most conflict-free send-off, probably the most respectful send-off ever. In a long time since Trish Stratus, for sure. Yeah. Um, but Trish... Trish wasn't leaving for another company. Who knows where Renee is going to end up? She's she's ultra talented, and I, she was just kind of underused in WWE. Uh, her backstage, uh, her, you know, when she was a backstage interviewer, I thought she was the best backstage interviewer they've had uh, since Mean Gene. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, she's just she's just great in that role. Her commentary wasn't that great, but as a backstage interviewer and the host of like Talking Smack, she was just fantastic. And that's too bad that someone so talented. Uh, you know, is going to be moving on somewhere else. And people were speculating. She had some tweets that seemed like it might be a vague reaction to them announcing the revival of talking smack right after she said she's leaving the company, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, Jim Viviano, four ninety nine. poor drew. I wish mania was in the Thunderdome. That oh, would yeah. have helped greatly. Absolutely. Uh, technically it's an achievement, right? The fact that they've got high speed enough internet and let me give credit to WWE for this. I mean, if you know anything about technology, about streaming, about the internet, think about the fact that they've got, I'm going to say 200 live video feeds coming in and being displayed. I think it's more than that. Yeah. in close to real time. I mean, that's impressive that they built that technology, that they can move it around the boards like that. I mean, it's a, it's a feat. And I think once the kinks are ironed out, it's going to be fantastic. TJ Carter, 499 saying, where was Alexa foreshadowing maybe Roman and Alexa somehow in retribution? So Alexa retweeted someone uh, just about an hour ago or no, half an hour ago saying, where is Alexa bliss? And she tweeted a shrug emoji. So um, I think she was also, disappointed by her uh, lack of an appearance tonight. Right. Which is very strange that you would have her be such a key touchstone of the Braun Bray feud and then nothing. Not, yeah. But, I, you know, I guess maybe they didn't want the match to get too hokey. And especially <laughs> with, Ro- with Roman coming back, you know, you, so cut out all the the crappery. <laughs> I guess, man. But to me, it's like to just have a straightforward Fiend match now feels like watching Slipknot play an acoustic set. You know, it's like this isn't playing to the strengths. I think he needs to do more of those because I think all the cinematic stuff has run its course. Uh, That Fiend match at Extreme Rules was one of the dumbest things I think I've seen. Wow. Outside of the Rey Mysterio's eye popping out. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Um, SmackDown Women's title match opened up the main card tonight. Asuka versus Bailey. So this was really a story tonight about Bailey and Sasha setting the groundwork, right? Now, I think, did you think it was a clue, Raj, that that WWE untold the documentary on Sasha versus Bailey, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn debuts yesterday in that so much about their friendship. Normally, when they release things like this, it's because, oh, we got to get this out now because things are about to change. This won't be as relevant. Uh, I, I haven't watched it yet, but um, uh, yeah. It was good. It's yeah. a good documentary. I recommend it and love that match. But tonight, uh, essentially, Sasha helped uh, Bailey win her match. The story was that Bailey was not there in the same way for Sasha. But I thought Bailey getting a, uh, even with that little bit of an interference, um, with uh, Banks doing a little bit of a distraction uh, and then Bailey taking advantage of Asuka for the roll-up and the win. Um, I thought with that, I thought Bailey looked really dominant. I'm actually 
really surprised how much of the two of them, it seems like they believe in Bailey more. I mean, touting how long she's been champion, 317 days now. Um, but this, she showed she's she's got the uh, got the moves and uh, had a very credible definitive win over Asuka here, which is good considering how much she's lost as of late. Yeah, so Sasha kind of uh, interfered, you know, to help Bailey win. And, and uh, I think a lot of people kind of saw this, saw this coming and, and knew where this was going. Um, I had tweeted it out, you know, uh, that so probably next we'll see uh, Bailey's interference backfire and cost Sasha, which is what ended up happening. But you know what? It's, it was predictable, but sometimes predictable is the right thing to do when you're telling a story. And uh, yeah, so I, it, this made sense. No, absolutely. Uh, DJ Carter right now picked that next WWE Women's Tag Team Champions because Bailey and Sasha have to lose it at Payback, right? Who are they facing at Payback? They're they're facing. Are they facing Oscar and Shayna Baszler? Have they announced that? That was the Iconics for some reason. Oh, I don't think so. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah. Let's see. This is how much we know about what's going on in the world of wrestling. <laughs> There's folks. So much right now. Uh, no, it's Bailey and Sasha versus TBD, and that is the only match announced for Payback happening a week from tonight on the WWE Network. So yeah. uh, clearly they're planning ahead. Yeah, a lot of people asking about Matt. He could not watch SummerSlam tonight, but he will be back on tomorrow. Yes. Uh, so after this match, Sasha gets in the ring, starts attacking Asuka, and uh, yeah, then um, softening her up for their match later. Thought this was good, uh, but it was it was interesting how they're uh, they're playing this out. Saw so Dominic backstage with his parents. Dominic, Ray, and uh, Dominic's mom were there entering the building, and we had a video retrospective on Retribution. This is what I thought was interesting: was during the pay per view they took the time to say, "Hey, maybe you haven't been watching in a while. Here's this big faction, this big group. Who knows when they'll strike next?" And then nothing the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Considering there were a lot of people tonight watching, based on that SummerSlam pop, that normally don't tune into the show. Well, in um, general, with pay per views, you usually don't see the storyline stuff like that as often. So, because um, all it would have done was ruin a match. So I, I, th- I think it was, you know, better that they weren't on tonight. Yeah, and then Kevin Owens out in commentary uh, for this next match. Uh, which was the Raw Tag Team title match, Andrade and Angel Garza versus the Street Profits. What did you think of this? I thought this was good. Um, again, it, it, I think it made all the sense in the world to have the Street Profits win here. Uh, but yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, I think uh, the poisoning angle, you know. Yeah. A little over that. Yeah, that was pretty hokey. I mean... At some point, either Angel Garza and Andrade have to split, or they need to win the, the tag titles because, I mean, they, they just lose all the time. And uh, if you want to make stars, at some point you got to give them some momentum. And Zelina Vega, I mean, she's just outstanding out there. Yeah. Oh no, she's fantastic. But no Bianca Belair tonight. Yeah, no Bianca, and she was mentioned in the promo before too. I don't get it, man. I don't get why they're uh, why they're. What what is it they don't see, or why are they not? Well, I think they want Bianca to be more of a wrestler as opposed to part of the the Street Profits. You know what I mean? Okay. Like a, like a singles, but yeah, they're still not. You know, she's on TV one week and then off the next three. So uh, again, it's hard to build momentum that way. I mean, it's one of those things though, where it's, she's such a fan favorite. We see her as an up and coming talent. Clearly, she's got uh, so much potential. Yeah. 
and it's just nothing. They just keep again and again and again uh, using her one week, not the next. All these starts and stop. I just think it gets really, really old. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Uh, Mark Barker with a $5 super chat saying, Someone kept having a sign in the video crowd that said Fire Velveteen Dream. He had it up for about 20 minutes before the viewer was taken off screen. I know a lot of... I, I saw that. Um, Nyla... <laughs> uh, Nyla is boring with a $2 super chat saying, So the Sun Thunderdome looks like the game Who's Who. Or Guess Who? Is that what you mean? Guess Who? Mystery Date. Guess yeah. Who? Someone was saying it looks like a memorial wall. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, comparisons you could make yeah. with this. Uh, Justin Lopez saying, crazy to think Bailey's title reign would be 450 days if they didn't have her randomly lose the title at a pay-per-view only to win it back at SmackDown five days later. Oh, that's true. It's WWE, man. Yeah. And then M Midnight Toker with the $5 Super, some of these names. Uh, Shayna and Nia challenge for the tag titles. You could do that. You could. Yeah. You know, it's one way to go. Uh, so, hey, let's take a moment. Let's uh, get in a sponsor plug. Uh, real quick, DJ Carter is saying, Bianca yeah. isn't a baby face. Wait until Montez turns heel. Ah. Well, speaking of baby faces, you know, I grow this beard because underneath, I just look like a big, cherubic uh, baby, essentially. And uh, trimmed again recently, Raj, with Manscaped. Manscaped is keeping me sane this summer. Uh, get your grooming game on point. Maybe you're going to appear on the Thunderdome. No, no, not what, not what you're thinking. I'm talking about trimming your hair, trimming your beard up, keeping stuff tight. Now, Manscaped is for men's grooming. You know what they're known for, and that's below-the-belt grooming. For uh, keeping things in line, keeping it tight, getting it just, oh, you know, you don't want it to be a jungle down there. Uh, and you know, Raj, you know this, because, I mean, we've, you've shown that hairy chest on this podcast before. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Like, the accidents that can go wrong when you're using a standard razor, all the things you can cut, you can nick. You don't want to bleed out. It's, it's terrible. You'll make loud noises. People say, what's going on? And then you have to tell the story of, oh, that was just me screaming like, uh, like I saw a ghost because I cut myself shaving my balls. You don't want to do that. Manscaped no. is going to help you prevent that with their Lawnmower 3.0. And there's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence and a boost through better body image, through better grooming with the ceramic blade and their skin safe technology designed to reduce nicks and tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Hey, whatever floats your boat. They also just released the Shears 2.0 Nail Kit, which is the most awesome grooming kit I've ever owned. It's the perfect add-on to the lawnmower 3.0 uh, trimmer. Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools. It includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Shears 2.0 also allows you to pluck your eyebrows, trim your nails in style. Even if you're not leaving the house, get your game on point, look your best, feel your best. It's where it's at. They also have the crop preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. That's the thing. So help you tame that summer swamp. Well, you know the rest. Uh, with natural hydrators and antioxidants, you also find the crop provider, the toner that's like cologne, but designed for down below. And just go to manscaped.com, check out their life-changing products. Plus, we have got a special deal for our audience. When you go to manscaped.com, you're going to save 20% off your order when you use our code INC and get free shipping. So that's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with that code INC. Raj, how have you been going? You keeping stuff on point lately? I uh, did the hair again recently and just uh, <laughs> dropped, uh, you know, five pounds of hair basically with my manscaped. I have. I've been keeping the, the body hair all in check. Um, 
I, the beard has uh, I've been growing it out a little bit just until I, I hit this weight goal that I have and then you know, to trim it up but yeah I, I use I use manscape for my beard too so it's it's kind of a all-purpose uh, and then they also have the ear and, and nose trimmer that they sent, that's right so, yeah which is fantastic oh my god Raj how devastating was it when you got to the age of the edge to start trimming your ear hair it's never the first time you do it it's kind of defeating it's like uh, yeah. this is what my life's going to be like now yeah, but there's no turning back time, so Manscaped's going to help you make the best of uh, everywhere hair is sprouting on you. Again, save 20% plus free shipping at manscaped.com with that code INC, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Let's get back to SummerSlam. Yeah, and, real quick with the Street yeah. Profits match, uh, Judge Juan Mabry pointing out that Montez did a spinning frog splash tonight. That was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. Montez just does some amazing stuff. He's got He's got a great look. He can He just... The, the way he's able to jump and everything and that guy he's uh he's got the potential to be a star i mean the street profits are so over i think that what's killed them was that viking raiders uh series of segments that they had when they're in a bowling alley they're uh having an axe throwing competition um i feel like they just did everything they could for six weeks to uh make them cool off basically i, I mean that's that's WWE. It's, it's hard to see anyone really uh, sustaining momentum um, because they'll pull people off of TV right away or, you know, like Ali, they brought him back, gave him a win, and then he's not on TV the next three weeks, and then when he is, he's squashed. So um, it, it's not it's not rocket science, you know. If you, you pick the guys you want to push and, and give them some wins, but, yeah. Well... So the Street Profits retaining here, I think, was to uh, be expected. Owens, Kevin Owens, uh, announced that Aleister Black is going to be on the KO show tomorrow night on Raw. Yeah, so Aleister Black, he's been off of TV for a little bit. He did the whole eye injury thing. So, good. I mean, they need to, they need some more, they need more stars. And they need to uh, protect, he's one of those guys I feel like they should protect some. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I hope he comes back and gets into a hot angle, something. Uh, even with Kevin Owens. You know, what's going on with Kevin Owens lately? He's like everybody's friend. Kevin, yeah. KO, the good time guy, just hanging out backstage being affable. It's not what Kevin's known for. No, he's kind of dull right now. I, you know, I hate saying everyone should turn heel, but they're the most interesting characters in WWE is the heels. So, And he was a great, great heel. Yeah, he was awesome. No, and it be very believable. I think he's likable, but yeah, they've made him look. Uh, here, here's a word I'm going to use. Like they they made him look a little too bumbling in that uh, feud with Braun, and I don't think he's ever recovered from that. Yeah, you know, hiding in a porta potty is not a good look for anyone. Yeah, he hasn't um, felt like a main event guy in a while. Yeah, God, even him and Sammy. Uh, man, I miss Sammy being there. I think that was a really good pairing. Um, no DQ, loser leaves WWE match. Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose. So. This originally was going to be a hair versus hair match. Real life and recent events with Sonya have people speculating she's going to take some time off. Um, so, hey, they got the big pay-per-view match. We didn't have Otis out there during the match. No Dolph Ziggler. Uh, this wasn't about romantic entanglements. This was about the death of a friendship and the, uh, the heat that exists between these two characters. We've seen so much intensity with Sonya going at Mandy backstage, cutting these promos on her. What did you think of this match tonight, finally, for them getting their prime pay-per-view opportunity? I thought Sonya looked pretty good, but Mandy didn't. Uh, I thought her stuff was really sloppy. Um, 
Yeah, I thought it was just it was this was the worst thing on the show as far as a match goes. Ooh, I mean, wow. when they were trying to set up that table, I mean that took like hours. Um I mean it was you know, I, I thought it was the worst match, but it still wasn't that bad. Even though it was the worst match of everything on the show, but the show had a lot of good stuff on it. So just talking about pure technical in ring performance. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, Arian Gomez, five dollars, saying what a constant pro Sonya was in this match with the crap she had to endure the last few days. I'm a bigger fan of her now and can't wait to see her back. That I mean, that's the crazy part of this is that you know, good for her for recognizing I need to take some time off right now mentally. I need a little bit of a break. Because um, we talked about this the other night. I mean, what happened is terrible, yet so, so glad that they caught the guy. No one was was hurt or harmed right. uh, with the stalker that they was got there her alarm went off. her. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, man, this has gotten more mainstream press than any WWE story in recent memory. She has so much attention on her. I mean, this, uh, I think, uh, yeah, she if she chosen to say she could have parlayed that into a babyface turn, had a lot of sympathy um, based on the real life circumstances and use it as a springboard. So even more credit to her for saying, hey, now I want to take some time off and sort of reassess if that's the case. She posted a goodbye tweet on Twitter, um, but we assume she's leaving and taking time off in response to the circumstances that happened to her last week. Yeah, and we don't know for sure, but it, it does appear that way. Uh, that being said, I mean, she looked really good in the match tonight. And I think that her losing, even with, with everything uh, they did, I just, it's tough for me to believe that Mandy Rose could take Sonya Deville in a fight. And Mandy yeah. winning tonight just is not believable. Especially when they're trading punches. I mean, you know, and her punches, I mean, Mandy's punches look really bad. And so when you're seeing them, and Mandy was like no selling Sonya's punches at the beginning. It was just, it was just kind of a, a mess. But you know, it told a story. They're writing Sonya Deville off, um, and Sonya looked good. I, I think she's a star in the making. If she, if she, you know, if, if this is just taking time off and not wanting to leave the business for good, I think she has a ton of potential. And let me say this: Mandy Rose is a superstar. I just don't think wrestling is right. her strong like her in-ring ability is not her strongest uh, suit but that's you don't have to have that there are male wrestlers that get by on character um and uh in performance outside of the ring but i think sonia would benefit greatly when she comes back by working programs with more technically proficient wrestlers i, I mean i think she could be the next becky lynch i think she's got the in-ring ability i think she's got charisma she just hasn't quite found her voice or found the right feud yet to take her career to the next level yeah, when I saw them cutting their promos on, uh, I'm not sure it was this last SmackDown or the one before. Yeah. Uh, Mandy's, I thought it was, eh. But then Sonya, I thought, just, you know, knocked it out of the park. I mean, her, like, her charisma, her in-ring ability has just done nothing but improve. And um, they have to start building this next generation of female superstars. Right now, they've got, uh, well, Becky not there, Charlotte not there. So that leaves Bailey, Sasha, and Asuka. Like... The, the weakness so apparent that tonight there was no other contender they could think of to slot into uh, a, t a meaningful title opportunity with Bailey. They've got to do something to build up the Sonyas, the Biancas, to give us more female talent at the top, uh, given how much attention the women's division gets. Um, DJ Carter, 499. Thank you again, sir. Uh, Mandy eventually winning a number one contenders match, getting a title match, and then Sonya returns costing her the match. That's classic WWE booking. Um, I think that could be good, but I, I don't know if Mandy can pull off a credible, I mean, 
who could Mandy credibly beat given, given the way they've portrayed her and booked her? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she's kind of going to be in limbo here for a little bit. I mean, I guess you could just keep doing the stuff with Otis. Which, hey, if it's over and it's getting TV time, as Matt you know, said numerous times on this podcast, if you can get TV time and you're not, you know, punching holes on your bump card, it's a pretty sweet gig. You know, if you could be over without having to uh, wrestle these intense matches. So, uh, I don't know. But, uh, hey, Mandy picked up the win tonight. Sony Deville... Uh, it must leave WWE, so we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. She threw a fit after this. But then Otis ran out with the Money in the Bank briefcase, celebrating his win with Rose. Rose doing the caterpillar as Otis looks on. So tells you where where Mandy's at now and what her character is. Yeah. Okay, the street fight: Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. I was pleasantly surprised how well Dominic Mysterio did in this match. Yeah, he, he I thought he was... Because uh, this was a long match, too, for his first time ever wrestling, going a long match. Now, there was a lot of, you know, bells and whistles and and, uh, and stuff going on outside the ring. But I thought Dominic looked really good. He hit a couple of 619s. He hit this giant uh, frog splash, which I thought looked tremendous. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was... This was really good. I mean, they're really putting the heat on Seth. I mean, Seth has just been getting the better of the Mysterios this whole time. Um, but I figured he'd be winning here. But um, wait, what, what does this say? <laughs> Ray took a little baby Dom out trick-or-treating. I thought at first it looked like Dom was wearing a costume, but then the more <laughs> I watched him... Okay, so here's the weird thing. He's looked awkward in his promos and mm-hmm. kind of awkward hanging out with Ray. Dominic actually exuded more confidence in the ring... So this is the most confident we've ever seen him look when he was actually in there wrestling and doing it. Uh, the 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 leaps from the top turnbuckles, the the frog splash. I mean, the moves like this kid's got a surprising amount of, of ability. We know he's been training up. I think Lance Storm trained him, but I mean, this he exceeded all my expectations tonight. Even though he didn't get the win. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to keep this match shorter, and uh, and they didn't. It was a long match, and it, it kept my attention the whole way through. Um, sorry, uh, anyone else notice? Angie and Raymister both were wearing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how you knew Ray wasn't getting too involved in this tonight. Yeah, Alonzo Smith uh, saying Dominic looked like TJP with his gear. I, I thought he looked like Ricochet, but yeah, I could see that. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Um. But um, yeah, so I, I I thought it was I thought this was really good. No, it was good, and so with all of this, we had the kendo stick come out. We had Seth trying to strip. Dominic's gear off so he get him with the kendo stick. Uh, we had uh, handcuffing Ray. We had um, him going after Dominic's mom and Ray's wife at one point before Dominic came and uh, made the save. Um, but I thought Dominic's moveset was good. Yeah, this was a much longer match than it needed to be. I think, and again, credit to them, right? Dominic could have easily just come in there, done a five-minute match, showed off his moveset, and Seth could have got the win. But they really let them tell a story here. I think it went on a little too long. Granted, I think every match goes on a little too long. But um, I thought this was really good. And even with Rollins, I thought Rollins was better with his taunts and whatnot by letting him do this in the middle of a match. This wasn't just promo versus promo. Rollins goes off on a nasally rant um, and then tries to beat the crap out of Dominic. Like this, This worked really well, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, I thought Rollins was doing some of his best heel work in this match, and you know, I haven't been a fan of his uh, Monday Night Messiah character. It I'm is a, a terrible gimmick. It is a terrible gimmick, but I thought he did great here tonight. I thought he he was just a really despicable 
bastard heel, and and that was exactly what he was going for. And I thought I thought it worked really well. And then when he handcuffed Ray at the end and and forced him to watch uh, watch him beating Dominic, I thought that was I thought that was well done. No, I thought it was good. I mean, Rollins getting the win made sense. Um, flipping Daddy Buck ninety nine super chat better debut Dominic or Pat McAfee. Ooh, huh. They were different. McAfee worked like a real match, whereas Dominic had a lot of, you know, external factors, a lot of interference and, you know, kendo sticks. And so, I don't know. I'd say McAfee. See, I think Dominic's worked better because of that. It broke it up. So any shortcomings weren't as noticeable. McAfee, I thought, was too... I thought he tried to do too much of a real match his first time out. It didn't need to be that. Yeah, but it, I thought it was—I thought it was pretty believable with Pat McAfee, just because he is a former NFL player. You know, he's a, naturally a great athlete. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with McAfee. You're going with Dominic. I think Dominic. I'm telling you, I've hated this angle, namely because of Seth Rollins, and I think Dominic has just stood there looking like a scared child most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think tonight, Dominic coming into his own and showing off that he deserves to be in that ring really turned me around on this, but I hope they get him the hell away from Seth Rollins as soon as possible, just because this Monday Night Messiah gimmick needs to end. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to end it anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Jim Viviano, 499, McAfee's debut way better. I still take Mrs. Mysterio to Applebee's, though. Uh, I thought, I, I want to see Mrs. Uh, Mysterio, like, smack Seth. I was kind of hoping. I was end. waiting for her to do, like, a 619 or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, yes, right? I mean, that's a little like a Simpsons joke, though. Like, the entire Mysterio family. Like, why not have them all wearing lucha masks, you know? Uh, right. Just go all the way with it. But no, I thought, this was good tonight, man. Um, so... After that, then we had uh, Rollins standing tall with Murphy. Uh, Dominic had to uncuff Ray. Uh, Ray and Dominic hugged. So does Ray have a new deal with WWE? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a new three-year deal. There you go. That mystery solved. The Raw Women's title match was up next. Asuka versus Sasha Banks. And uh, Bailey. Bailey didn't save her friend. This was a uh, shorter match. And really was about the fact that, like, when Asuka went after Bailey, Bailey, like, ran away. Um, and Sasha pulling her back, making Banks tap out there. So after this, Sasha was confused, angry, Bailey apologizing, but Banks is staring at her. Um, they've they've got to lose at payback. And then finally we get Bailey versus Sasha. See, I, I'd say you've waited so long on it. I'd say keep it going till Mania and have that match at Mania. I feel like send them to therapy again. Well, no, <laughs> don't do that. But keep them as tag team champions until the Royal Rumble, and then uh, have them drop it there and, and and set the wheels in motion for the split. DJ Carter, four ninety nine. You're on fire, sir. Adam Cole and Seth Rollins proved why. They are as good as they are, taking two non-wrestlers and making them look good. Says more about Seth than Adam, and I agree. I mean, well, like we've said, Seth is an awesome wrestler, but this Monday Night Messiah character really overshadows that. Yeah, Seth, Seth's awesome. Seth, Seth is amazing. I mean, I hated that the eye extraction thing, but before the eye was pulled out, and that was so corny and cheesy, but before that, that match with Ray was, was really good. It was awesome. And his match with uh, Drew McIntyre, so... 
he could go. He's really great in the ring. It's just uh, this character hasn't been uh, yeah. not dead. Let me ask you this, Raj. It's been six months now. The Monday Night Messiah, what's his message? What does he stand for? What's he all about? I have no idea. And, and exactly. why is it just Monday nights? I know you're on Raw, but, you know, you have pay-per-views are on Sunday. It should just hey, be it's, like it's, a, 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 just a, a, a night messiah. I don't know. It's a sweet gig. I'm sure Jesus would have liked to have only worked one day a week. Yeah. <laughs> thinking. Yeah. Next level shit. Yeah. Uh, Leon's a Duncan, $2. Uh, Sasha not winning title defenses will be a part of the story. Yeah... It's it's that thing, though, right? It's like the streak. They start calling out these patterns, and the WWE loves to repeat these patterns until the story is, oh, my God, we're breaking the pattern. Right. Yeah, so a lot of people saying, uh, Andy Long saying, I'm with Raj, slow burn for Bailey versus Sasha for Mania. A couple people are saying that it's that's way too long. Uh, all right, I think they've been, I mean, it's been like three years now, so what's another... It's another six months. Uh, Peter asking, who do you think goes to NXT from SmackDown and Raw with the upcoming draft later this fall? It's interesting to think about them uh, going the opposite direction, but we did see tonight Keith Lee is going to be on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. He got a video promo during the pay-per-view, so that is a definite level of confidence that they have in him, and it certainly makes him losing a cross last night. Make a lot more sense. Yeah. Io Shirai, she's ready. She can go anytime they want. Um, I mean, who else? But the other direction, going from Raw and SmackDown to NXT. Io Shirai? From no, NXT no. to... Oh, yeah, but the other from... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, it it is more or less kind of a demotion to go to NXT. You're, you're on a show that's seen by far fewer people each week. It's not given the attention. Look, they don't even put it in the Thunderdome when they have the whole arena rented out for the next two, you know, two months. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess some guys that are underused, Ricochet maybe, guys like that. Hey, uh, Brazongo, number one tag team contenders now. <laughs> yeah. And probably making the same money they were making on the main roster given how they were being used. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're definitely getting their downside at least so um oh dj carter again 499 sasha banks 2021 royal rumble winner by the way i got paid this week so we got a little money to spend <laughs> hey keep, well, keep it coming <laughs> <laughs> uh justin lippis saying i think it's safe to say sasha ends bailey's title run it will mean a lot if they wait till mania with how long bailey's title run will be by then i agree i just i don't know right now i feel like they can they can't just put pause on um on storytelling just because of the current situation. They still have to turn in compelling stuff every week. And if there's a problem that I have right now with WWE programming, I feel like these feuds go on forever. They've made it so not essential. I mean, Raj, think about it. Are you excited to watch when it's, it's like inches each week and how these storylines are moving forward. And it's the reason why people watch, stop watching shows. We talked about this before breaking bad used to boom, boom, boom. Every week, something would happen. Something would happen. Better call Saul. A lot of people don't watch it because they think it's too slow moving of a show and it takes entire season for things to get to where breaking bad would do over the course of two or three episodes. I think with modern day attention spans and wrestling fans, they need to see more happen on a consistent basis to keep them uh, enthralled. Yeah. I mean, uh, game of Thrones is the same way. It always ended up on, on like a, you know, uh, a, a cliffhanger, and you, you get people going nuts online. They're excited about the following week. WCW used to do that with Nitro. They they probably did it the best as far as wrestling companies go. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, WWF too, in the attitude era, they always kept you wanting more. And right now, yeah, the, the shows go off with a whimper usually. And that was a good thing about Roman tonight, is that I think Roman coming back is going to get people talking, you know? Yeah. Uh, real quick, BM Williams, uh, 12, 15, 11, saying, can Nakamura go back to NXT, please? Man, Cesaro, Nakamura. Um, yeah. Although at that point, I mean, I think you could probably split the roster in half versus guys that are just being misused or underused. Nakamura, at least, is a tag team champion right now. Yeah. Something. Yeah, but it's not... It, it, I, Compared to what he was, it's kind of disappointing. The tag team champions, a lot of times, is just a way to get people on TV that they have, you know, that they're not doing anything with. Robert Blood saying he hates the drawn out storylines and they never pay them off, which is true. They seem to just abandon them and lose interest. So yes, I'd rather see quicker storylines that culminate in a month or two. I think that's the thing. It's like resolve this rather than just letting it die. Right. With all of this, they just yes. hope we don't forget. Yeah, no. Mike saying Triple H said NXT is not at the Thunderdome because of the contract they have with Full Sail, but they could still do the takeovers there. They can move those around. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so next was Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the WWE title. This was a lengthy match. How did you feel about it? Rush? I liked it. Um, I thought it started off a little slow. It was a little plotting, and then it kept building and building. And I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I thought this. This was my favorite match on the show. I think that uh, there was very good storytelling here. I think the buildup was good. I like that it solidified Drew, and I liked him dodging the RKO at the end. And then, what was that, like a jackknife pin? How he uh, got him at the yeah, end Yeah, like there? he was going for... Yeah, what was he going for? He was going for a Randy went bomb? for the RKO, I thought. Drew yeah, and then uh, Drew slid out of it and then yeah. got him in a backslide and pinned him, which is... I, the first time I can remember a, a WWF title, a WWE title match, world title match ending in a backslide. So I actually like that ending. Uh, I know a lot of people found it anticlimactic, but I do like when it's not so formulaic. Like, you know, they start kicking out of each other's finishers, kicking out at two, and you know when the finish is coming. Whereas a match, you know, uh, like the like second MMA fight, they, they should sometimes come out of nowhere. And so, so I liked it. Yeah. I thought this was very well done. Um, I have to think, though, there's going to be a rematch at Payback. Yeah, I think so, too. I wouldn't be surprised to see Orton win there. Really? Yeah. Man, it just shows with the ratings. They're like, we got to get the title on Orton. We got to get Roman back. You know, it's just uh, sort of going back to all their safe their safe stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the, the ratings are... They've, they've been improved a little bit the last couple of weeks, and I guess the retribution angle has probably helped out a little, uh, even raw though I think it sucks. Yeah, Raw Underground. Actually, no, the third hour has not has been down. Like they, I think they did their fourth lowest third hour in history last week. So, um, so yeah. How many more weeks do you think Raw Underground has? Uh, it's already gone longer than I expected it to. I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen last Monday. Yeah. I, it, it, it's not as bad as it, it's just weird that you're showing like wrestling is fake fighting and then you're showing like well that's not real fake fighting this is what fake fighting should look like and i don't know it's just like dolph ziggler uh can just destroy guys in raw underground why is he not doing it in the ring you know why doesn't he do, do just the same stuff he does on raw underground yeah. and if wwe is going to take thunderdome and steal things from movies i want wwe kumite and let's just go full blood sport on this. You know, let's make the Raw Underground that. Shoot fights, you know. 
Whatever happens, if he dies, he dies. Uh, if you have uh, amateurs doing real fighting, uh, we saw how that turned out with, with Brawl for All. People just but getting he, injured all over the place. Uh, real quick, Anshu Kamal saying, wasn't, wasn't these this week good for debuts? As Roman is back, do you think even Brock will be back in the Thunderdome? I enjoyed the show overall. I could see them wanting to get Brock back just because, you know, again, uh, they go to what they know when, when ratings are bad. Brock showing up in the Raw Underground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, Brock doesn't wrestle on TV, but, you know, only pay-per-views. If Brock shows up in the Raw Underground, it ain't going anywhere. Like, that's a sign that they are pot-committed, to borrow yeah. a phrase from Justin Labar. Mike Buck 99 saying Keith Lee should lose to Samoa Joe tomorrow night. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me with WWE sometimes, but uh, Keith Lee has size. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the NXT call-ups have been underwhelming over the past couple of years. Uh, so, but Keith Lee has size, so I think uh, that, that'll definitely help benefit him. Who do you put him with first? Uh, Keith Lee? Uh, I mean, if you want to get Rollins away from Mysterio, him and Rollins would be something special. Or maybe you, you build to that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Rollins kind of stands out. Yes. If you really want to put the the rocket strap on him and make him feel important, Rollins is probably that guy. Maybe maybe Lashley. I don't know. Uh, Mario Marulli saying Ziggler is the number one equals the number one wrestler. How come he isn't pushed? He's just they're just so used to beating him over the last ten years that he he's he is where he is. Uh, Jackson Collins saying, a guy with fire dream blasting on Twitter, uh, how they are staged and told who to boo, he's all pissy he got banned. I mean, you, you have to kind of fill out this thing where you agree to the terms on, on being an audience yeah, member. You don't have to show an ID, though. What's that? You don't have to show an ID. Did you do the tech rehearsal? I did the tech rehearsal, yeah. Yeah, I did, too. I mean, like, yeah, you just sign a name. I guess it could be your name. Well, it's tied to your account. Yeah. You know, yeah. So can't make another account. Well, you Don't can, but uh, but you might not get the invite. You it's know? true. Unless I think they sent it to like paying members and fan council. Oh. Fan how council. many how many uh, emails do you have signed up to the WWE network? I only have the one. Oh, I yeah. thought you had somewhere you get like the mailing. The oh, I have two. Yes, 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 you're right. The the old expired one. See, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So who's <laughs> to say uh, you know Gajriri can't sign up for? Uh, Right. They're both under the same name, just different email addresses. Yes. Midnight um, Toker is saying there are rumors of Orton going to NXT in the draft. We actually asked Triple H that on the call. And Triple H, he, he's notorious for giving non-answers on him. But I, I don't see them having Orton go to NXT. NXT is not the priority. Look, they've been getting beat by AEW all year. And it's not like you see Vince McMahon panicking or trying to like load up the star power on there. Yes. Um, what else do we got? I feel like we missed a super chat or two, and I apologize to whoever's that we missed. We try and get to them all. Um, JD Ski eight ninety two like Dominic's ring gear, but that stupid hood. Yeah, yeah, me me too. That was that was bugging me. It was a choice. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Peter's idea: Mysterio and Dominic versus Rollins and Murphy at Payback. That does seem plausible. Well, I could see that. Stereo six one nines. I think that would be. Yeah, and then you could beat you could beat Murphy, and so have the Mysterios win without beating Rollins. So. 
Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so let's talk uh, about the main event. Um, oh, there was something. Uh, Alonzo Smith wants to know why am I so obsessed with Raw Underground? <laughs> I like uh, whether it's like Poochie on The Simpsons or XFL. I like sort of fiasco things that are just almost destined to fail. I find great humor in them, and that's why I feel the need to just constantly bring it up. Yeah, make it makes me giggle. Um, plus, I mean that 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 opening week of Raw Underground was so bad with the dancing girls, like you know, looking like the back of a warehouse. I mean, it was not a stellar debut. Yeah, it was yeah, cheesy. They hyped it to the moon, to the moon. Um, so after that, we had the main event: Falls Count Anywhere match for the Universal Title, The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. Um, false count anywhere, so they went to gorilla position and then immediately back out to the front of house. Yeah. I mean, you gotta expect that with a false count anywhere. And you can't really go in the stands, so I guess backstage is like the only area you could area you can go. I, I think just okay, so you don't like the fiend cinematic matches, but yeah. given that I, they... I like the one with Cena, and then I think he he's it's just been embarrassing since then. I just think that it was, um, I don't know, it was just kind of lackluster. And then even, uh, so no Alexa cameo, but then even Braun, oh my God, Braun went for a box cutter. What's he going to do? I thought he was going to cut off the mask and expose yeah. Bray Wyatt. Maybe, maybe it's not Bray under the mask. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it's Bo Dallas. <laughs> think of the questions that would raise. Um, I think that every time it got kind of sign of exciting or it showed promise, it was... Um, yeah, it's just kind of like any him cutting up the ring and hitting him on the wood. And then, oh, it backfires on Braun. So, like, Braun gets slammed down there. And Braun didn't even get slapped down in the exposed wood. He was on the padding. Um, I just think that this match had a lot of potential. And this was just kind of a very meh way to go off the air. The Roman thing saved it. Yeah, Braun, I, I thought he looked kind of like a dope. Um, you know, exposing the the ring and then you get beat by it. You know, you don't even get to hit one move uh, on the exposed uh, canvas. I don't know. I think Braun, his this title reign has been very underwhelming. I don't think it's helped him at all. I think it may, it might have even hurt him, um, which is weird. Usually that's not the case when you win a world title. I I don't know. I, I'm just ready for this, you know, for them to move on. I think anyone, anytime anyone's in a feud with the Fiend, it brings them down, and I feel like it's done that <laughs> with Braun. Um, yeah. So. Uh, hopefully they find something else for him. I don't know. It look, it does kind of look like a triple threat at payback. So yeah, let's let's get into let's get into Roman. Yeah. So after this happened, and after Bray got that win against Braun, um, oh, and he threw him into the LED screen. I, I feel like they should give more money to whoever came up with being able to do that effect. People mm-hmm. get thrown into the screen to have the screen flicker or shut off. I feel like that's one of the cooler things WWE does. Um, but as after a couple of sister Abigails and the Fiend getting the win, uh, he stood tall. And then Roman Reigns, out of nowhere, I guess he never saw it coming, unloaded on him, hit him with a spear, hit his spear on Strowman at ringside. He was yelling the whole time, uh, picked up chair shots on Strowman, bent the chair. And we went off the air with Reigns picking up the title, talking trash to the Fiend while he was on the mat. 
Rain saying to Prawn, you're not a monster unless I'm here. Um, I think that this was a dominant return for Roman Reigns. I just am really curious what they're going to do with this character. And yeah, I'm disappointed if we have to wait till Friday at SmackDown to see uh, what the next step is in the storyline. Yeah. Um, real quick, DJ Carter saying, after shaving his head, turning semi-heel, and physically assaulting Alexa, Braun still lost clean. He's trash. It, it didn't make him look weak. But again, you don't. I don't think you want to be beating the fiend either. You, they kind of hurt the fiend a lot by having him lose to Goldberg earlier this year. So, um, oh, yes, no, sir. sorry, go ahead. I was showing Tammy's comment saying it was a letdown. Braun is awful, and they ruined the fiend when he lost to Goldberg. So yeah, both of them lost their shine. Yeah. Oh, um, Allen Jr. saying MVP's VIP balling theme is a return from 2011. Yeah, they changed this theme um, back to yeah, back to what it what it was way back then. Um, did you take this as a heel turn for Roman? Like he was a heel? I did. A lot of people are saying that online and I didn't, I didn't get that impression. If he's a heel, I'm okay. Here's again, I'll say this again. Cause I want to credit for this when I'm right. They want you to think Roman is heel. They want you to think he's behind retribution. I think Friday night when they attack, he'll come out. The big dog's going to defend his yard and then he'll be revealed as the leader. Oh, I, I think, don't think so. Or, or, or they'll have you think he's the leader, and the swerve will be that he's there to defend. So maybe they want us to think he's behind it. It's going to go one way or the other. But they, they want you to think he's behind Retribution right now, and he's a heel. See, I didn't, I didn't get that either, because they didn't do any of the Retribution-y things. Like the, if, the, if like the lights flickered or something, they did something like that, then I could see it. I think it was just Roman Reigns coming back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean... Uh, Terrible Trey 89 saying, so glad to see Roman back. SmackDown used the star power. They definitely do. Uh, he, he adds a lot. Um, BM Williams saying, Bray <laughs> took all that damage, but one spear from Reigns, and he just lays there. Alrighty then. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard-hitting spear. But it, it was interesting. It did sound like they were piping in booze, right? Like the, the fake crowd noise? I thought it was more gasps. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I'll have to go back and listen to it because it sounded more. It didn't sound like big cheers like you would expect them to pipe in. Tammy's saying they don't want us to think he's the leader of Retribution, which makes me think he's the leader of Retribution. <laughs> Whatever they want us to think, uh, I believe the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see it. Yeah, I, I agree with the. Hold on, where is this one? Terrible Trey, two nine. Glad to see Roman back. Star. Yeah, SmackDown needs star power. Absolutely. Thanks, Terrible Trey. Um, Justin Lopez saying Braun is taking the pin either way in the three the three way at Payback. Yeah, that's, again, knowing WWE, maybe they'll have Roman take it. <laughs> Bigfoot Sneakerhead 499. Yeah, I do think it's going to be a triple threat match at Payback for the Universal Championship yeah. if Roman's got the the rocket strapped to him. It just seems too soon to have Roman win the title also. So you could have Bray pin Strowman and then keep it going because yeah. I think there's another pay-per-view in September, no pay-per-views in October, and then and then two in November as well, I think. You know, that would be a better way to do it is have Retribution attack, Roman defends, Roman wins the title of Payback, and then have Roman be revealed to be the leader of Retribution. Uh, keep Roman away from Retribution. Okay, retribution so who should be stuff. the leader of Retribution, Rosh? Uh, Rusev. I agree, but I, I don't think it's Rusev. Yeah. Uh, Paul Heyman is the name I've seen tossed around. Cena would be the coolest. Yeah, Cena's not turning heel now. They're not going to have him turn heel over this corny angle. <laughs> I mean, what else has he got going on? Cena? He's he's uh, learning Mandarin and playing piano. But what else is he, he doing? He can't get injured, and and they're starting to start. They're starting to start filming again. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Mike saying the MVPs of WWE this summer: MVP, RKO, Sasha Banks, and the Fiend. 
I agree with most of those except for The Fiend. I'd, I'd put Asuka on there, too. Yeah, Asuka, well, I mean, yeah. Asuka's doing great work right now. Angelina and it's uh, good she has a title back. Yeah. Uh, will Alexa, Alexa come out and be Sister Abigail? Let him in. Sister Abigail is not really a thing for the fiend, though. That was like Bray's old character. Well, I mean, she's a puppet now, Sister Abigail, Abby the Witch. Yeah, but that's yeah. No, yeah. I look. I think how they used Alexa in that swamp match. I know you didn't like it, but to me, you know, okay. So we've been so positive tonight. Let me say this: the fact that you have Alexa Bliss, who's a huge fan of horror movies, is in this angle with Bray Wyatt, and they've done like a smidge, a dash of something interesting together. This is a huge wasted opportunity out of this entire angle that she just looked enthralled with him in the ring uh, the second time and the first time he did the uh, mandible claw. I don't know. I just think it, like it's a squandered opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Ivy Pike is asking why I'm so anti-Fiend. I, I don't know if you guys remember last year after SummerSlam when the Fiend debuted against Finn Balor and I was like, man, that was the coolest thing I've seen. That was just awesome. It was badass. Uh, they've got a huge superstar on their hands, but now they do, they overdo the magic and the hokiness. And even with the undertaker back in the day, when they overdid it, it took me out of it. And I don't know. I just find that all the stuff that he's been doing, uh, just corny. Well, and in the world of wrestling. Okay. So I was thinking about this, right? Cause five years ago, this weekend is when I got back into watching it on a regular basis. It was actually TakeOver Brooklyn. Bailey and Sasha's were really got me back in. Uh, then NXT and then with the call-ups were on SmackDown. Here's an observation I've had about wrestling in the last five years. Fans are really fickle, and they get bored really, really easily. So when you do something like The Fiend that's now, it's been a year, and you've got that same character 52 weeks out of the year with very minor breaks in between and nothing changes, I think any TV show... Any TV show would run run it into the ground. Think about sitcoms when we were growing up, right? Think about how much you used to like to watch Cheers or Night Court or some of those shows. If those have been on 52 weeks a year without stopping, right? It just would have gotten so stale, nothing would have sustained. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, and WWE has not really figured that out. You've, you've uh, advocated for an offseason. I think, you know, The Fiend went away for maybe, what, like three weeks or a month? Yeah. But I feel like we've never never gotten to miss the fiend and they've stopped changing it up when it started why did you like it so much i think the reason fans liked it so much was the firefly funhouse every week you didn't know what you were going to get we had muscle man bray we had bray with his paintings we had all this weird different stuff and uh, they just keep leaning harder and harder into certain elements of it and it's made it get boring yeah yeah no that's exactly what i think uh, Disco Scotty asking, do we know the tech behind the virtual fan setup? Are they being streamed live? Uh, how are they chosen? Is someone constantly monitoring that, them in case there's an attempt at indecent exposure? So we have, uh, I have an article. I have a bunch of exclusive notes on the Thunderdome and how they're doing it. Um, so if you check out Wrestling Inc., uh, go on the homepage, look under exclusives, and, and a lot of that is in there. But basically, uh, you sign up for the Thunderdome. So you have to register, uh, and, and it it's been closing pretty quickly because they've been getting full. Um, and then there is a slight tape de de delay. They have a team that is just monitoring the fans. And, yeah, I mean, you know, you, if you get booted, you could, you could be put on a banned list. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> banned from the Thunderdome sounds like pretty cool bragging rights, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so your account would be banned that you used to sign up. I don't um, know. Flippin' Daddy, what do you think of Roman's shirt? Destroy everyone and leave. That's not a babyface uh, 
Not a baby face slogan. Nah, I mean... Think of all not... those babies and the those with a baby face. They walk into a room, destroy everyone. It's, it's and not leave. like drink your milk and, you know... Take your vitamins, right? <laughs> say your prayers and destroy everyone else. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bryce uh, saying, asking, who do we think the members of Retribution are? You know, honestly, I bet you WWE doesn't even know. And I, the one thing you you see a lot with WWE is that eventually, when they don't have a big plan, it just it just kind of fizzles out. Like maybe they they never end up unmasking them, and these guys just work in masks like the ninjas and. And so I hope that's not the case, but, uh, but if, if the name is retribution, there's, that means that they're out to get the company back for some reason. And so to me, that would mean they were released or, uh, not being used effectively in NXT or something along those lines. The and I understand injuries happen. I understand with COVID things are crazy, but there's not a single scripted television show in existence or has there been for probably the last 40 years that did not know what they were doing for the next 13 episodes. Right. Yeah. Not a single one. You, when you, that, that's the whole point. When you start a season, you map it out of where you want to go. And, and where you want to end up. Yes, exactly. And WWE has never, ever done that. It and rarely, that, is yeah. their, that is their Achilles heel. That is yeah. their biggest flaw is the lack of cohesive planning and writing. Uh, Louis 13, Buck 99, Super Chat, Cena in Suicide Squad, and thoughts on the Batman trailer. Uh, I saw the Suicide Squad still. So he's playing a Peacemaker, who's a DC character that's like Captain America, uh, like if he was a psychopath who will uh, kill anyone to maintain peace, uh, which is a great character for Cena to play. I've thought he would actually be a great, uh, to be in line, to be a U.S. agent or one of the successors to Captain America and Marvel. So I think this is a great subversive turn. Um, did you uh, check that out or the Batman trailer, Rush? I did check out the Batman trailer. I thought it looked awesome. Looks emo Batman. I'm into really, it. Really, really, really dark. Like yeah, it's it's Robert the Pattinson. darkest Batman trailer I think I've ever seen. I'm excited. Robert Pattinson can act, man. I mean, I, I, like, mean, I didn't. I wasn't really that familiar with him, so... Dude, he was in this movie Good Time uh, by the Safi brothers who did uh, Uncut Gems. Oh, okay. And I saw that. And he's like unrecognizable. He was so good in it, though. I think he's going to be an awesome uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, we got some other super chats. Yeah. Here, uh, oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Brandon Castle for $5, especially after the promo from Nikki on SmackDown that made it that Alexa was going to have a huge angle part of this match. Yeah, Nikki talking about how Alexa hasn't been herself. Like. Now, I'm sure they'll follow up on it somehow. I, well, maybe. Who knows? Maybe they just drop it now, now that the, the match is over. And by the way, the TV writers, the actual people who come in that have worked in TV and worked for WWE, don't last long. No, they no. seem to be the ones that get frustrated because of this lack of foresight and planning and stuff just getting dropped based on Vince's wins. Oh, the turnover is huge. Yes. Uh, BM Williams, one, two, one, five, one, one, two dollar <laughs> super chat. I don't get bored easily. Oh, squirrel. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, Tina Miller, um, $5 super chat saying, but Roman didn't sound heelish. He was still talking babyface-ish. That's what I thought. Go back and listen to what he was telling Braun. This isn't you, etc. Yeah, and he was saying how, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it, it, he didn't come across as heelish to me. And that's what, that's what Axel was asking. Roman heel turn? I don't see them doing that after, but I, I hope so. I think Roman could crush it as a heel. And thank you for the $10 super chat. Yeah, thank Axel. you. Thank you, Axel. Um, no, we've wanted Roman to turn heel forever. And I think, look, this speculation of it 
until we know whether he's healed or not, the speculation is the most interesting yeah. thing right now. Um, <laughs> oh, James Potts, two dollars retribution is Hall of Fame inductees. When's Hall of Fame? That's right, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. They're they're getting the company back for not doing their Hall of Fame induction this year. Uh, it was supposed. I mean, they were talking about doing it SummerSlam weekend. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, it's just on hold. I mean, ever you know until they can start doing people in arena. I mean, you know, having fans. I think. I think they're not going to do it until then. Did you see uh, the pre-show when Rosenberg and JBL and Booker were talking and saying like, oh, think of all the great invasions of the past. And then I can't remember who it was. It was like, wait, are you saying Retribution or Fumer, Future Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, they just laughed off that, that thought. <laughs> yeah. I liked Pete saying, well, I'm not scared because I've got JBL here. Like, <laughs> JBL seems now like the guy that would hightail it out of there first. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. My friend said it best. A heel Roman versus The Fiend doesn't work. I agree, but we got to do something. Uh, we got to do something to make this interesting. You yeah. know? Uh, one more. Peter Bahi oh. saying, with Velveteen Dream getting so much heat, I think repackaging him would be the best option to save his career. I think taking him off TV until the WWE could say they properly investigated and addressed this well, is the only thing. Saying. Well, they're taking him off TV, though, now? Well, they, he, well, he was off TV. They said it was because of a car accident. Car accident. But um, they said they looked into it and found nothing. So then it would just be taking him off TV for the sake of taking him off TV. I, I do think they should, when they say they've done these investigations, there should be more to it. They should put somewhere exactly what they did. Um, just to, because when you have guys saying they were never contacted and things like that, it oh, makes yeah. the company look bad. No, absolutely, and I think this isn't going to go away no matter how much they want it to. Uh, what else do we have in the news right now, Rush? Uh, those were kind of it. We kind of covered everything else. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much, the, I mean, the gist of it. We, we've talked about Sonya Deville, Renee Young leaving. Um, and so, yeah, and then the AEW schedule is all wonky still. Uh, ne this next week, they're going to be on Thursday. Uh, I don't. I don't think we're planning on doing a podcast on Thursday, so we'll still have our regular Wednesday night edition. Um, but yeah, um, and then the week after, it's going to be AEW on Wednesday and NXT yeah. being postponed or you know moved to another night. So we're gonna we're kind of gauging what these shows would be doing without um, if they didn't have the other show competing with them. And NXT had a ton of competition this past. Uh, this past Wednesday, they did. I think it was eight hundred thirty-one thousand. Um, you've got yeah. to think that if the competition wasn't as strong, they'd probably be closer to nine. But that's kind of where NXT is at, and we'll we'll see where AEW is. I think if they don't top a million viewers that week on Opposed, then it's kind of a, a disappointment. I agree, but I think the expectations are are so high. Um, yeah, tomorrow night we're going to be back here for Raw. So Keith Lee's making his debut tomorrow. I'm sure there will be more stuff. Um, going on with retribution and who knows what will happen in the raw underground tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, overall I, I, I enjoyed this pay-per-view more than uh, a lot of the more recent ones. So this was fun. Stuff. This yeah. was good tonight. And uh, look at the turnout tonight live, like SummerSlam yeah. people interested in the wrestling. Who would have yeah. thought? Absolutely. That's without Matt. So thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll be back here tomorrow night, me, Raj, Matt Morgan tomorrow, right? Yeah, Matt, Matt tomorrow. Cool. He's at RajGeary underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here tomorrow night to talk about the post-SummerSlam Raw 
on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.